0: Here's Morley
1: Scott. And all
0: by himself is Dylan Mitchell for touchdown number two on the season. Six touchdown pass of the season for Trey Ford. My goodness, can Dean Faithful make this a three point game? Ball is down, kick is up, and he's missed it. It's not one thing, it's another. It stays four points, 23-19, 8.57 to go. Hey, he tried to rush he tried to rush the extra point and tried to kill it, you know, and then he pulled it just like we do in practice from time to time.
1: Yeah, missed the convert and, you know, kind of had him in my, the back of my mind. I hope that's not, you know, the difference maker in the game. And you, you kind of have to be like a goldfish and switch the brain off. And I was on the sideline and I was smiling, ready. Coming up. A 42-yard field goal attempt straight away for the win.
0: He's hit from 40 in this game. He's hit eight in a row this season, and this is the first time that he's been in a
1: position where
0: he's got the chance for a walk-off.
1: I knew I was going to make it once I was out there. I was confident, and and that's why I'm in this position. That's why I'm a kicker. From the 42-yard line,
0: Dean Faithful.
1: We'll wait for the ball to be pinned by Jake Julian after the snap from Peter Agi. You know, getting closer with, with Jake and Pete as a unit, um, couldn't do it without them. Those boys are, have been brilliant and just, just found a rhythm and found that confidence.
0: Ball is down, kick is up. Jolly good!
1: Was probably the biggest biggest moment of my career to be honest. I, I've never hit a game winner uh, in football, and so that was my first game winner. And yeah, I'm over the moon. Jolly good!
0: Dean Faithful has won! Peters. oh man what a night it was Saturday night at Commonwealth that just part of the story for the Elks win over the Stampeders in the Labor Day rematch Trey Ford the defense the fans also all a part of the story as well but Dean Faithful was the last guy to touch the football with his foot and it gave the Elks the walk-off win on a 42-yard field goal uh, Dean joins us now on the Elks this week Dean thanks for taking the time out to talk to us how you doing
1: I'm great, thank you. Good evening. How are you doing?
0: I'm, I'm very good, thank you very much. Uh, you're a part of the reason why this town's been in a pretty good mood for the last 48 hours. Tell me what the last 48 hours since you kicked that field goal has been for, like for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've tried to em- embrace everything. I'll be honest. Uh, after the game, I was pretty exhausted. I uh, just... Just mentally, really, you know, what you go through, the ups and downs of a game. And you always hope you're really going to enjoy it. And and believe me, I did. Uh, But I feel like since then, it's just been kind of getting down off the the highs and and trying to get back to work. Um, Because, you know, I think it was a a moment of relief as as well as joy.
0: Tell me about the rest of your night after after the game was over. We we've seen the video of the celebration in the dressing room. You up on the shoulders of your teammates. The Queen's wave was fantastic, by the way. I love that. And uh, then everything kind of probably cooled down a little bit. Tell me what how'd you spend the rest of your night? I know you probably hadn't eaten since like early in the afternoon, right? Uh, what was what was the rest of your night like after after a game like that?
1: <laughs> well, yeah. obviously we had our you know celebrations in the in the locker room, and then. You know, to be honest, nothing exciting to tell you. I kind of uh, grabbed some food and it was, uh, like I said, I was exhausted. I wanted to relax. Um, I did catch up with the family because they were watching back in England and it was four, four in the morning for them. So they had, uh, they had you know spent a lot of time not sleeping and watching the game. So I caught up with my brother and my dad and, and just relaxed, to be honest. I uh, had a couple of cherry Cokes and uh that was my evening so nothing exciting but you know just took took a minute to sit back and i was just happy for for edmonton as a whole really just to be able to give them that moment so you're a cherry coke guy is that the deal <laughs> yeah yeah honestly i i haven't uh i haven't drank alcohol for a long long time and uh just a choice i made years ago and so my my drink of choice now is a cherry coke which uh i have to get a bit of grenadine and coke when i go to the go to a bar or restaurant so yep cherry coke for me
0: I'm, I'm saying uh, Dean Faithful doesn't have to pay for a cherry Coke for the rest of the season uh, after what happened on, on Saturday night. You, you mentioned uh, you're talking with your family after the game. Tell me about that. I know we talked earlier this year, and you've told me there's been some, I don't know if you want to call them watch parties or not, but people staying up in the middle of the night watching games. I know one of them you told me was uh, the game in BC where you never even got a chance to get on the field to kick a field goal, right? I think you had a
1: kickoff, and that was about it, right? Yeah, yeah, they've... They spent many, many evenings and even on, on work nights, you know, because not every game is on a Friday or Saturday. So, they, you know, they have to be up early in the morning. And, yeah, they've uh, obviously the BC game, they've not seen much, much action from myself. And at the same time, they're learning uh, the game because it's pretty new for them, you know, the rules. And, yeah, it was, uh, it was great so that they could be up for that moment. Uh, my mum went to bed in the fourth quarter because she <laughs> she was tired she said and she thought well maybe it's done and and uh, dad decided to stay up and same as my brother and and, and even he said oh, i was thinking of going to bed at half time so he was so glad that he stayed up uh, to capture that moment and actually have something to cheer about my mum my actually said she thought the house was on fire uh, cause she woke up to my dad screaming. Um, she, she, she wondering what was going on. So that was a funny story. Oh, that's spectacular. So that was like, uh,
0: <laughs> around nine o'clock here. What time would that have been in England?
1: Just seven, seven hours ahead. So we're looking okay. at what four in the morning? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> four a.m. So they've well, been they up. Well, good.
0: Good for them for hanging in uh, for as long as they could anyway, because that's 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 pretty tough to stay up and and watch a football game, which you're probably not understanding totally. Uh, but obviously they have the connection with you and your team in there, so uh, that, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, th- how, did you hear from anybody else? Obviously you've heard from your family, as you said. But anything anybody else reach out to you from England or maybe even Colorado, where where you spent a lot of time?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I've had uh, a bunch of bunch of old friends reach out from England and uh, some kicker friends, and in Colorado, my old, my old coach from CSU Pueblo sort of reached out, and yeah, I've had lots of lots of messages. And to be honest, I've probably still got a bunch of messages in my inbox I've not even uh, looked at or responded to. Um, so it's just the uh, the response has been has been really nice. And uh, I had a message from Paul McCallum. Uh, Which was nice just to say, congrats. You know, he's obviously a CFL kicking legend, and it's really nice just to have a message from him, too. Oh, that's
0: cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, That situation, I mean, anybody who knows anything about kicking, I mean, look, that's the dream scenario, right? Uh, A field goal with time expired to win the game. I mean, everyone's got to be happy for you who knows what's going on. Let's talk a little bit about the kick. Uh, The distance wasn't what you're familiar with, because you've hit three from 42 or more this year. You've had a couple of other attempts. The situation, though, not familiar. That's the first time, at least in the CFL, that you've been in that position to have a chance to win a game, obviously with the, with the clock rundown. Talk about the pressure of that situation, and uh, if you felt it, and how you dealt with it.
1: Yeah, like you said, first time being in that situation, and actually, I'm you know quite proud of myself and how how I felt in that moment. Obviously, coming off uh, you know missing the convert, which you know could have had you know some some big uh, big effect on the game. And I, you know, I said to I said to a few people, I just had to have the mind mind of a goldfish, and really got to think next play. So there was, you know, I, I think I was in game mode, and I I did feel ready for that kick. I was on the sideline, and I, I could feel the cameras on me because they they know something could could be coming up. But you know, I was confident, and once I got out there, there wasn't really much thought going on, and that's how you kind of train yourself as a kicker. It's one of those one of those positions, right, that. It's not always appreciated uh, you take take some slack when you miss and that's fair that rightly so um, and that you have to have a different mindset as a kicker and be a certain type of person and I think that's why I am a kicker you know I don't mind taking the negative comments when they come and when it's deserved, and at the same time, I know that I'm going to get some praise if I make a kick like that um, so for me, yeah, I felt a little bit of pressure but I don't get too high and I don't get too low. So even, you know, I'm so happy that the fans got to experience that. But, you know, as, as excited as I was and you could, you could see in the celebration, I wasn't excited in, for too long because you know that, you know, there's the next day and there's the next kick and the next game. So that's the kind of mindset I have, you know, throughout any, any of those kicks.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's part of the whole process, right? Is is say, yeah, that's great. I had fun. I'm glad I was able to do it. But we got a game on Friday. I got to get ready for now.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Now, you know, one, that's great. I could contribute to the win. But let's be honest, the rest of the boys do the job and put me in that position to to win the game. You know, they put their bodies on the line, and I've said that, and I mean that. You know they, they're the ones that earned that and i'm just i'm happy i can come on and contribute yes i have a i think it's a hard job in in that situation but it's those boys worked for you know two three hours to get us in that position and yeah then you've got to think next game because you know we've not won 12 games in a row you know we we know our record i know our record and so we want to keep improving um to to prove that we are a really good team and you know, to do that, we have to keep winning games. You know, three games isn't enough. Isn't enough. So, you know, mindset. It, next game, Friday.
0: The Royal Wave uh, was that spur of the moment, or were you kind of sitting on that for a while?
1: Got <laughs> um, kind of a spur of the moment. Uh, we, we, I had joked about it in the past um, with some of the boys, and it just, it just felt right. It felt like the right time to do it you know against our rivals in the commonwealth you know i know the queen has been been here she's she has history with the stadium and um she it was a year ago she passed a couple of days ago and it was just you know it's a bit of fun um you know just to just to enjoy that moment so yeah it wasn't it wasn't really planned it just kind of It just kind of came to me in the moment, and I just thought, yeah, give give it away, you know, and and enjoy that moment.
0: Awesome. Did uh, what? What? Mum and dad think of that?
1: (laughs) Yeah, they laughed. They kind of, you know, they've seen the picture in the locker room and just. I think I got a comment. uh, Yeah, typical Dean uh, from my mum because they know I can be a bit of a, a jokester, a bit of a bit of a prankster when I when I want to be. So they weren't surprised and yeah they enjoyed that and and to be honest if you if you go deeper into it that is a kind of connection to to home and my family and it that is important and it is kind of a little bit of a you know wave to them too that you know I don't forget home and I don't forget where I'm from um, and you know that I sacrifice time away from them so it, it, in its own way it was kind of a respect to my family too
0: beautiful timing was perfect after you explain it for sure uh all right you kind of touched on a little bit three wins isn't enough but you're three and two in the last five games obviously this is a very different team in the last five games than it was in the first eight games um Easy to point to Trey Ford, uh, who has sparked uh, the offense, and the guys on the defense say watching him play has even sparked them. Uh, give me your take on what you've seen. Like, you spend a lot of time watching and waiting for your opportunity to get into the game. Uh, you're getting a chance to kick a lot more converts right now, which is which is obviously exciting for everybody because they're scoring more touchdowns. What's been the biggest change in your mind in this club in the last five games?
1: Well, I, I got asked this question the other day, and I... Not, not a whole lot has changed, you know, and I mean that in the way that what I've seen from watching on the sideline is this group of players are resilient and have just had this unwavering um, sort of resilience from the start. And I, what I call, and I say it for kickers, is you've got to have a bulletproof mindset. And I think we've had that because, and rightly so, we've had criticism of those first nine games. It came at us from all angles. You know, you couldn't... Wherever you looked, there was criticism. And again, that's fair. That's what we do. We're we're sort of prepared for this. But what I did see from the boys is there was never a change in work effort, never a change in attitude. There was always this belief. And I think that's the only way we were going to get out and turn the season around and get out of that hole we were in. And that's exactly what we did. So I think that resilience and just to keep going and that persistence finally we've uh, got the results, and obviously Trey coming in as you know he 's been a, a great spark to the team, and what he does is special and I think it 's just all come together, but like I said, I think we can just hope to keep that going for the remainder of the season and hopefully you know leave the leave the record in a respectable way um, and and just end showing everybody the team we could be and I think we've shown spells of that definitely in the last you know, four games, and I just i hope we can keep doing that um, and so people can see that we are a really good football team.
0: Dean faithful, I appreciate your time tonight. I know it's been a busy 48 hours for you since uh, <laughs> since the end of the game on Saturday night. Uh, as I said, you're a big reason for this town being as happy as they are right now. Thanks for your time tonight. I'll see you at
1: the park tomorrow. Yeah, thank you, Morley. Appreciate it, and dear, just glad I can bring that happiness to Edmonton.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, Dean Faithful, uh, the hero from the game on Saturday night, the Elks over the Calgary Stampeders with that walk-off field goal. You've heard my call of the field goal a couple of times. Uh, Check this one out. This is uh, Mark Stephen on our sister station in Calgary QR with his call. Four of five this year for the game, 42 yards. The crowd will tell you what's going on. Snapped. Kicked. It's going. It's going. Yeah, the crowd told you all right what happened. Uh, it was right through the uprights and the Elks defeat of the Calgary Stampeders. So uh, more to come on the Elks this week here on six thirty, Chad.
1: Now more football talk on the Elks this week. Here's Morley Scott on the voice of the Edmonton Elks. Six
0: thirty, Chad. Elks weren't on the field today, but they uh, did meet. They had meetings and uh, looked at video today. Uh, no media availabilities uh, today. Our, we do, though, thank Dean Faithful for joining us here on the Elks this week tonight. What a great interview. If you missed it, by all means, uh, get it when it's uh, when it's podcast uh, a little bit uh, later on tonight because it was a treat to talk to Dean, jo- uh, Dean Faithful who uh, just had a, a terrific night, a terrific end to the football game on Saturday night. Now, the situation we'll watch for tomorrow when the Elks get back on the field. Will there be certain players on the field who left the game and did not return on Saturday night a couple of key guys too like receiver Stephen Dunbar Jr. uh, like defensive back Marcus Lewis they both left the game as did special teamer and backup DB uh, uh, Jeremy Dominique and uh, defensive lineman Noah Curtis Canadian who gets a lot of snaps on the defensive end position as well so that's a situation the Elks have to look into Uh, maybe a hint on the Stephen Dunbar front the Elks re-signed Danny Vandervoort today they released him uh, I think it was last week uh, from the practice roster, but he is back now with the team, so we'll see uh, indeed how serious the injury is to Stephen Dunbar Jr. Likely tomorrow we'll find out. I think at this stage of the season, for the Elks especially, everybody who's hurt goes on the six games, that might not show you just how severe the injury is. Uh, for example, Lucius Purifoy was put on the six-game injured list, and he was there for three games before he was taken off and added back into the active roster. Good addition, too, uh, to the Elks defense. Defense was, you know, it was iffy for a while, it had some issues, but man and they locked it down in the fourth quarter of the football game on Saturday night. We're talking to Dean Faithful. Here's head coach Chris Jones talking about Dean Faithful and how he kind of got on his radar. And he was at that LA tryout that we had earlier this year, and you know I didn't know who in the world he was, but I'd uh, I'd found out you know earlier that day that he was going to be at the, at the uh, tryout, and he he hit it really well, and you know he's just a, got a great you know kind of demeanor and personality about himself. He's an older guy, you know, uh, but uh, he's he's played professional soccer over in uh, in England, and you he just he's just uh, a really you know good guy to be around, and got a good demeanor. Yeah, he certainly is. Uh, good demeanor. And again, if you missed the interview uh, a few moments ago here on the Elks this week, uh, check it out when it's up uh, up online on the website and via podcast be, uh, later on uh, tonight. Another comment I want to let you hear from the post-game show was from uh, defensive back Ed Ganey, uh, who we talked to. I, I really enjoyed talking to him post-game because, as I said in the interview, we've talked so much to him after tough losses, after difficult losses, after bad losses. And he's always been accommodating and he's always been, been on and truthful and talk to us so it was nice to talk to him after a huge win like that uh, one thing we did ask him about was the change in the team over the last five weeks and what he thinks the spark has been
1: honestly man it's just our offense our quarterback you know Trey Ford man he's he's getting it done he's making crazy plays out there he's he's electrifying the watch so i feel like you know with a with a, a few guys on defense making splash plays and and seeing two run around out there like a chicken with his head cut off man everybody <laughs> loves to see it
0: so it's just it just gives us that much more juice uh, that is a defensive back Ed Ganey of the Edmonton Elks from our postgame show on Saturday. So here's the situation. Here's what's coming up. Uh, Elks will be back on the field tomorrow for the first time this week. They'll practice uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. Uh, then Thursday, uh, they'll travel to Regina. And then Friday night, they will play the Saskatchewan Roughriders at Mosaic. Uh, it'll be a 7.30 start, but expect it to start a little bit later than that because it's a doubleheader night in the uh, Canadian Football League on Friday. It's no more Thursday games, no more Sunday games uh, for the rest of the year. So it's a doubleheader night uh, coming up on uh, Friday. Toronto is in Montreal for the early game, and uh, that will uh, begin at 5, I believe, and then it'll be the Elks and the Saskatchewan Roughriders. It's 7.30 from Regina. We'll have it for you here on 6.30. Jed, uh pregame show will begin at 6 o'clock, and uh, they'll kick it off somewhere between 7.30 and 7.50 uh, uh, Friday night from Mosaic in Regina. Uh, Winnipeg's at Hamilton, Ottawa's at BC is the rest of the league. Those two games will be played on Saturday. The Elks with three wins. They're one behind Calgary, tied with Ottawa, and a couple behind Hamilton. they got to finish in front of all three of those teams uh, to make a playoff spot. And we've got to get that accomplished with just five games remaining. Uh, thanks to Kellen Kennedy for uh, acting as our technical producer tonight and keeping us on the rails. Also, thanks to Dean Faithful who uh, joined us tonight. My name's Morley Scott. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 5.30, on This Morning with Daryl McIntyre.